Welcome to the Married and Naked podcast. I'm Tammy, founder of the blog Married and Naked, relationship coach and speaker. I'm Joel, television host, motivational speaker, and the guinea pig to the lessons you're about to learn. We're high school sweethearts married over two decades, and we're on a mission to help you create the marriage you desire and deserve. Let's get naked. Hey, everybody, this is Tammy. Welcome to today's podcast. Today, we're going to be focusing on, well, what we can't ignore. And that is how all of us are feeling during this very, very stressful time. It has been just a chaotic week for everybody, Rachel. Absolutely. Um, I've learned a few things in the last couple weeks uh, that shelter in place is an actual phrase, a thing. And that's what we all know now. Uh, Social distancing. um, I didn't even know that existed prior to the last couple weeks. It's crazy what new things we have in our lives these days. Yeah, and how strange it feels right to be distant from from people, doesn't it? Just feels so weird. Like we were talking to neighbors yesterday. Neighbors, in fact, that we don't really ever talk to, but everybody is out and about here in California because we have been in shelter in place now for um, at the time we record this. It's now been four or five days we've been yeah um, in in place. So uh, everybody is out and about in the neighborhood walking around when you really don't see that very much in our normal existence. It's kind of limited, which is sad, but it's been nice to see families out walking and we're seeing neighbors that we, we don't ever really see or talk to and we're stopping to talk to them. But yesterday we were talking to them and it felt really strange to have to stay separate. You know, I'm a hugger. It's, it's weird to be back away from people. It really is. Um, and I'm an, I'm an extrovert. So it's, I, I feel like this is just a, a different world for me. I'm, I'm, I love talking and and being in front of and, and communicating and connecting. And it's, boy, it's really, um, it really has changed. Things have completely changed. It's incredible how quick too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm an introvert and that part being inside really isn't uh, such the challenge for me as it is. Um, I know for you and a lot of other people, but, um, being inside is kind of nice and that's kind of what I'm used to and comfortable. So that part isn't so strange for me, but Certainly our everyday existence has changed significantly, and I know it has for everybody out there. It's been a very stressful week, and I know it's going to continue to be for another few weeks. So if it's okay with you today, Joel, I thought we could just not focus on what letters we've gotten necessarily, but rather focus in on how can we help each other out during this time. And one of the things I thought we could talk about is some of our ways that you and I manage stress, not necessarily as a couple, but as individuals, because we have to be able to take care of ourselves first and foremost, and we have to make sure that we are individually in good mindset and we're functioning well and we're getting everything that we need. And that helps us, you know, better connect with our families and and our spouses. So today I thought we'd focus on our individual stress management um, and overall how we use that, but really how we can use that during this stressful time. Does that sound okay? Uh, that sounds perfect. I do just want to say this though. If you know, we've seen that uh, this podcast has been downloaded quite a bit already, which is stunning to to me, I think to you as well, right? Mm-hmm. So we just want to thank every single one of you. And if you have found value in these, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with uh, other couples that you know, other people in relationships that you know. Um, I think it's, we're trying to, you know, be very vulnerable and naked about this process, hence the word married and naked podcast. Um, and so and that includes today, because I think today was not the podcast that you and I originally were going to be. I know you always have it set up to the ideas you want to focus on. And um, 
in the very beginning, we always talked about making these evergreen. That's how we do our TV shows. They're always evergreen, so you can play them any time of year. However, this coronavirus is so dominant with every... It's You know that. I mean, if you're hearing this, it's it's dominated everything. So it's hard to skip over it. And so we, we, like you said, I think it's a great idea that we really focus on what we do to really help deal with stress. Yep. It's not something we should be ignoring and we all have to pull together and find strategies to help each other get through this. So uh, that's why I thought this would be a good time to just focus on this particular topic to help us get through the next few weeks. But before we do that, just tell me a little bit about how you feel like you've been handling the last, um, few weeks of stress. I feel like here in California, uh, we've kind of been ahead of the game of everybody else in how quickly things were impacted here. Um, so we've been dealing with the stress of it over the last probably three weeks, maybe four, but maybe three weeks. Um, so how do you feel like that's been going for you? You know, I mean, I I feel like I'm no different than so many other other people out there that it's just inf- affected us in ways that I I wasn't thinking about. But because I am a future thinker, I said to you, I want to say it was around March 5th or 6th. I will be shocked if I'm still doing shows. You know, when I'm going out to schools and in front of kids by the end of March, and you know, here we are mid March, and I'm not doing shows anymore. It's crazy. So. It's had a huge effect on, you know, my psyche in terms of what I, you know, I'm, I'm normally performing every day of the week right now. I'm in front of people every day of the week doing talks. And um, as I said, as an extrovert, that's kind of a challenge. So I feel like I've amped my energies a little bit amped at home. And I feel like it's maybe rubbed my my family members just the <laughs> wrong way here and there. Am I incorrect in that? <laughs> Yeah, he uh, Joel lives in a house full of introverts. I was telling you, I'm an introvert, uh, definitely on the far spectrum, I think, of introvert, introvert, and our children are as well. So uh, we are all, you know, calm and, you know, dealing with this just kind of in a in a calm way. And Joel is literally half the time bouncing off the walls. So uh, I I know your energy. It's been. Uh, it's been a focus for you to try to figure out how to get some of that energy out. <laughs> but Absolutely. mentally, how do you feel like you're dealing with everything? I have to be honest with you. I feel like I'm, I, it, I think it's maybe a little shocking because I feel a little calm because I'm such a preparer. And I, I guess I always live in a, you know, months out, years out. I'm always preparing for the future. And, it's weird because there's so much that's out of our control right now. And I feel like all the preparations I've made over the last few months, the last couple of years, whatever it may be, I just feel like, well, okay, this is all out of my control. So I just have to rely on what I've prepared for, you know, with our family, financially, uh, personally. And so I feel like I'm not near, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like I'm as, scared or frightened as a lot of other people out there, which is kind of a surprise from a lot of other, you know, tragedies that I play out in my mind that actually never end up happening. Mm-hmm. I, I almost feel like, okay, I'm, I'm, this sounds terrible. I'm not ready for, nobody's ready for this, but I feel like, okay, I've done all I can. And now we just need to move and, and we need to, um, progress through this in the best way that I know possible. And that is by being calm. 
and trying to be positive. Mm -hmm. And I've had a little bit of a rougher time. Usually I'm very, uh, I'm not a a roller coaster kind of person with my emotions. They're pretty even keel all the time. But um, over the last several weeks, I have had, you know, a lot of like mini breakdowns uh, out of a little bit of fear and a a little bit of panic. And um, I've had to look to you to kind of be my rock and help calm me down. And uh, I mean, literally every fear aside from our own health and safety, thank goodness, everybody's good and healthy and safety safe in our family. Um, Aside from that, most of our biggest fears (laughs) you know, are right here in front of us, our financial fears, you know, it's, it's affecting us significantly financially, you know, along with the rest of the world. And, um, so I've had to just kind of work through that step by step. Um, today, after having been already in shelter in place for the last several days, you know, those, these days have been calm and, uh, it hasn't felt as panicked and we're just kind of settling in and hunkering down and, and settling into our new normal for the next few weeks. So, as many of you are coming into your own um, regulations in your state of how those are changing or what that looks like. And if you're in certain states where it is heavily impacting your community, there's a, you know, a lot of stress and anxiety that we are all feeling. And the best thing we can do for ourselves is figure out how we can best manage that stress to help us get through these next few weeks together. So what I thought we would do is each of us share some of our favorite strategies for stress that we always use, but that we're tending to use even more so in the last few weeks. We also want to recognize that there may be some family members out there that are dealing with people that actually have come down with the coronavirus, yes. um, you know, either ill or perhaps lost a family or friend yeah. of this. So we, we, we just want to, we have a friend of ours that is, said that she thinks she has it. And unfortunately, she hasn't been able to get tested to confirm if she's has it. And so we we just want to recognize that um, what we're sharing with you is ways to deal with stress. And we know that that stress may be completely strained and in a different direction if coronavirus has gotten into your household. Right. Yeah, we, we can't speak from that because it, it has not. Um, and it really hasn't in... Um, our, our circles or in our really in our local community at this time it's been very mild so it's been more just the fear and the panic that everybody's seeing um in the grocery stores and all that and and the financial that's the impact we're seeing but we know everybody is seeing it in different ways but like you said some people are dealing with it in very personal ways and we're definitely not you know going to make light of that but we are all having to deal with stress right now however it is entering your home So um, I just thought we could share some of our own strategies, what's worked best for us in our lives and, um, you know, how we're utilizing those right now in this stressful, anxious filled time. So if you want to start us out and share one of your favorite stress management strategies, that would be great. Yeah, I think for me, one of, you know, for I'm going to share three of mine and you're going to share three of yours Mm -hmm. and I would say the one that is so near and dear to me um, personally is movement. So exercise. I love to play basketball. It is the way I feel like, you know, I I get re-energized if I'm depressed or if I'm feeling blue or down, I go play basketball. My brother-in-law and I play a lot. So it is a, it's just a fun outlet that I've had for my entire adult life. And so right now, I'm not playing basketball. 
I'm not out playing in the park with people, with friends. I'm not at the gym. I can't see it on TV. I can't play it out in the, out in the park, out in the gym. And so I have to figure out a different way to replace that type of movement. Hence why I've been so amped up inside the house. Why do you feel movement so important for your stress management? You know, maybe it's just part of the way I was built, but certainly I am so aware that if I start feeling low or bummed out, I know it's because I haven't moved in a very long period of time. Um, I know Tony Robbins says it, you know, years, I learned it years ago, probably when I was 17 years of age, that you have to change your physiology in order to change your psychology. So I have to be able to move in order to feel a different way. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's stuck inside my mind. And maybe that was the exact words, you know, don't crush me if I'm not quoting him exactly. But I do know that it was about moving. If you move, you feel, you think you're different. And for me, it is so true. We all focus on, I think, exercise as a way to lose weight, to lose inches, to gain muscle. But I think a lot of times what isn't talked about is the importance of exercise when it comes to our mental health and how incredibly beneficial movement is and there's science to back that so the reason you saying that it's so important to you and you see if you're feeling down you know that if you get out and move it changes your attitude I think that's something to really um, notice and pay attention to right right now especially when we're, we're feeling extra stressed if exercise isn't a part of your normal routine now is a great time to figure out something that makes you feel good and it could be something as simple as a walk you know, getting out and walking with your family, getting outside, playing, you know, we play dodge or not dodgeball, but we play handball like against the garage with the kids or it turns into dodgeball. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> it turns into dodgeball or, or frisbee or football or anything fun, you know, that gets you outside and gets your body moving can truly have a huge beneficial impact on your overall mental health. So I think that's, that's a great thing. And I think it's important for me too. Mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I, I, and I have always been a couch potato when I was younger growing up and it's just been over the last maybe 10 years or so that I've really come to understand the benefit of getting out and moving and loving it. And now I run and I'm training for, you know, my first marathon this year. So I, tr- I too think that that's one of my top things that is, is going to help me get through this stressful time is making sure that I'm consistently moving my body every day. I will say that over the years, it is crystal clear that you've become like me in that sense. Like you were, I mean, you know, she's joking about, you know, you may say I'm joking about being a couch potato, but you really were. You, you didn't every time I would be out playing basketball. You'd be like, you know, stop. Why do you always have to go home? (laughs) You talk about it in your your speeches too. Um, But you've become that person. Mm -hmm. Like if you, once you, after you finished your half marathon last year and you stopped running for a period of time, we went away. There was reasons why you stopped running and you were recovering your body, but it became crystal clear a few weeks after that point, you started to feel that missing of releasing, you know, that energy. Endorphins building, you know, getting those endorphins going. Yeah. They're really, really important. And I love how you just said taking a simple walk. I mean, mm-hmm. we just took a walk with the kids about an hour and a half ago. And and it's so great. We all walk back feeling great and happy. And mm-hmm. yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah. So number one, make sure you're moving your body. I would say one of my um, important things and that I feel helps me get through a stressful time is developing a sense of routine or keeping to a sense of routine. 
And I say that today, and today I do not feel like we, we kept to our routine. So it, truly, if I look at my day today, I feel a little chaotic in my head because I did not hold to a routine. For me, routine helps me feel like I am in control of the things I can control. And during this time, when, like you said, there's everything is out of our control. There's, there's not a whole lot we can control. But one thing I can control is how my day goes and what I want to accomplish and kind of checking things off a list throughout the day. That helps me feel in control and it helps relieve my stress when I can see myself progressing through the day, when I can feel like I'm checking things off. So you and I have been working at keeping um, more of a routine when it comes to kind of sticking to our normal routine, even in these times when we're stuck at home rather than, you know, you know, going, doing really what I would like to do is just sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day. But I know in the end, that's not really going to make me feel good. So, you know, we're doing our exercise and we're um, doing our work, you know, doing our normal work that we do. And we're doing our family time that we do. And we're just kind of sticking to a routine. So for me, routine helps me feel like I'm more in control of the out of control. And You know, when it comes to your routine too, you have second to none. I've always said you are the most productive person I know because, because of that routine, you get into a routine and, um, you get those block times to where it's part of your routine and you are just so effective and it blows me away. I wish, I wish I can, you know, have some of that can rub off on me, the routine, the way that you can just focus. I'm going to take one hour and do this thing for one solid hour or two solid hours. Don't interrupt me. It's part of, you know, it's back off. It's part of my routine. <laughs> <laughs> it blows me away how you can do that. I've just gotten I, where I can be good at kind of shutting away distractions for a little while. If I have a project that needs to get done, um, I hide myself, you know, in a, in the downstairs bedroom all by myself and I shut the door and I, uh, I turn off distractions so that I can really, really focus. But I think it's something to really think about, especially for a lot of us, for a lot of us who have children at home. A lot of us now have our young children at home and, you know, their routines are off, which throws your entire routine off and finding a way to maybe set up a new kind of routine for these next few weeks. I know my sister has done that. Uh, They've set up a really, you know, pretty scheduled routine for the kids and the kids like it. They like having these, um, blocks of time for learning and for playtime and for quiet time and for lunchtime. And, you know, our, our niece was showing us her little checklist last night, but it's been working really well for them for the last week or so. So I think it's something to think about to just kind of help everybody feel more in control and kids love having boundaries. It really helps them thrive. So getting home away from school and suddenly not having a routine can really throw off a lot when it comes to kids, it can throw off their behavior. It can suddenly throw them into having behaviors that they didn't have before. Um, so I think it's something that to you could think about if you're struggling with what to do with the kids, to think about how you could throw all of you into a sense of routine that helps you get through the day and feel accomplished at the end of the day. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. It was so funny watching. We, we FaceTimed them last night and we were like, Hey, what are you doing today? And they held up their little calendar. Well, we did this and we did this mm-hmm. and this and this hour here and this hour here. So cute. It's really cute. <laughs> it's yeah. So cute. What would you say is another stress reliever for you? I think for me, um, especially during this time, mm-hmm. it, it's really about seeing the silver lining. Um, you know, I've kind of alluded to it earlier that I'm such a 
uh, a preparer. I'm such a, uh, I don't know the right word for it, but I'm always like, you know, focus on the future and pull things together. I want to make sure that I'm prepared enough for the future. And here we are at a point where there's really everything I've done. I can't do any more to prepare. And so now what I'm focusing on is the silver lining. I'm searching for the good. I'm trying to figure out, okay, oh, there's so much negativity in the news. There's so much you know, negative stuff. What's the good stuff? What's the stuff that's not being thrust in front of our faces or on our, you know, phones or on our computer screens. And I, I really feel like, so anytime I, I do bring in some negative, I'm searching for the positive. And I, I think that part of what I do, you know, being in front of students, kids a lot, um, doing a television show for kids. It's that I really want to make sure that they can get all the right and the negativity elsewhere. I really want to make sure that I've been a positive force or positive influence on them. So all those years of doing that has now brought me to this saying, I just got to do the same thing here. I just have to be positive here and highlight what's good or what can come good out of this mm-hmm. can, can come good. I don't know if that makes good. I don't know if that makes good English, but anyhow, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, and as our kids were leaving to go to school all these years, they've been going to school. What's one of the things you tell them? Oh, I, I've told my kids every day. My daughter in high school is not so much the same anymore because <laughs> it's a little bit different world in high school. But I always tell them, I've always told my kids, be the difference. Mm-hmm. So before they walk out of the car every day, um, you know, I do motivational talks, saying, talk about being the difference. So really, all of that talk, I'm trying now to walk the walk and walk the talk. And I'm really trying to do it personally with you and I, with our mm-hmm. kids and with anyone else that we come in contact with right now. Mm-hmm. And what better time for everybody to kind of embrace those words of, of being the difference, of supporting each other, of looking for the good that's ahead of us. Because we all know that this is not forever, that we're going to find our way through. It's just going to be a stressful time as we do it. So I think that looking for the positive and the silver lining is, is a beautiful strategy and once you start looking, there is so much, there's so much good happening. And I'm noticing even on like next door, you know, usually to me, a very negative <laughs> app. I mean, most of the yeah. stuff that comes across there is neighbors complaining about something. But lately it's been more about people who have done good deeds or they've seen something at the grocery store that they found, you know, really beautiful and special. And the more we can do that, the more we can share the good, the more that we could focus on the good, you know, we're going to get through this in such a more positive way. And we'll be on the other side much quicker and much happier and feeling supported and loved. So I definitely support your idea of looking for the silver lining and, and looking for the good. You just said it. I mean, we, we were out there talking with neighbors that we've never, we've, we haven't talked to in so long. And our kids, we're spending so much time with our kids mm-hmm. right now. And I know, you know, there's a, that's a whole nother podcast about being stuck indoors with your kids and whatnot, but I am loving the amount of time that I'm getting to spend with my son and with my daughter in different, different levels. And, and you know, what's going to happen is when everything does clear up, we're going to, I know I, I'm going to feel a little bit of a, ah, ah, our kids aren't stuck at home anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be good to that too. Of I, course. Of course. But, but so anyways, I just want to keep looking for those good spots. What about you? I love it. Um, one of the other things that is really important to me is 
in in recent years has become meditation. It's something that I had wanted to do for a long time. I thought, oh man, people are so cool if they meditate. I want to be <laughs> I want to be like those people that can just sit and meditate. And uh I don't know, I had downloaded an app a few years ago and I've been playing with it on and off for several years now, but this year I committed to really trying to make it m- more a part of my life. And I've done a really good job of that this year, and it's it's been wonderful. Um, but through this stressful time, what I notice for myself is the days that I meditate, I am able to manage the stress that I feel so much better than the days that I don't. It's it's a very powerful tool for me. It really helps me feel very grounded and helps relax me, helps me feel centered and present. And... Um, I just think for me personally, meditation has been a really powerful tool in helping me manage stress just in my life in general and something that I'm working to keep going as this is going on in our lives now. I love what meditation has done for you. And speaking for me, I I have not had the same success that you have in meditation. You know that I've, I've tried to do it even at the level that you're doing it. And I just, it's, it just hasn't worked for me, but for you, oh my gosh. I mean, I could tell days that you haven't meditated <laughs> or to the point where I'll say, Hey, Tam, did you not meditate this morning? You know? Um, but yeah, I, I love what it's done for you. It's incredible. The shift you have in your, your energy and, and who you are throughout the day. Yeah. And I think it's something really important to think about. I know a lot of people do meditate now. It, there is definitely a trend in meditation, but a lot of people are intimidated or judge it before they've given it a try they imagine people just sitting in a quiet room with your legs crossed you know with your you know fingers together alming you know like that's what you imagine (laughs) meditation to be for me meditation what I enjoy most is guided meditations somebody walking me through some visualizations I enjoy meditation music I find it very relaxing but I've learned strategies that I can now use really quick short meditations if I'm feeling extreme stress I can stop for a second go to a quiet place take some deep breaths do some breathing meditation or on my walks I will meditate on my walk and to me that means really being present and feeling my feet on the ground and feeling my hands by my side feeling my breath what I found is it it just really helps me feel come back to the moment and anxiety can't live in that space when you are feeling very present you can't be anxious and in the moment feeling your feet on the ground or your breath or your heartbeat and feeling a tremendous amount of anxiety so it just really starts my day off well and I encourage people who are hesitant about it to download an app Um, there's one called insight timer it's got so many different kinds of meditations that inevitably there is one that would work for you and I know that you say you don't meditation doesn't work for you but you found ways to do it that I would call meditation that maybe you just don't define it as such let's rephrase it you have found ways for me to (laughs) to meditate that work for me like what well you tell me all the time like when I'm getting to when I'm in the office or whatnot you're like go get go get yourself a coffee like Mm. get out and go get yourself a coffee so take that drive be present in your car Go down, get something that smells and tastes really good that you love and really enjoy. Be in that moment of enjoying 
that coffee. And I really, I do that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have to be pushed to do that. Or I think the thing that I do the most is we do have a basketball court in our backyard. So I'm able to go out there by myself, shoot some hoops. I'm staring at the beautiful mountains, um, shooting some hoops. And really it's, I think that if I can say that there's any form of meditation that I do consistently, it is that it's, yeah. you know, yeah, meditation can come in many forms, right? People who crochet, people who paint, there's so many activities that we can do when you, you're not, you can't think about a whole bunch of other stuff when you're trying to accomplish this one. My daughter's an artist, a painter, and it's incredibly meditative because she's not thinking about all the other stuff. She's just in the moment. And I have another friend who says her Zen is cutting vegetables. She's just in the moment. Like that's what she focuses on. That's a form of meditation. I've got one more. Yeah. You want to say the other one that what I do our laundry. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, you find laundry meditative. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. I, mean, I, I do find that weird. <laughs> So it's definitely weird. not meditative for me. <laughs> no, I yeah. I don't know what it is. I, It's the weirdest thing. Well, it works for me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Anyway, so so be open to the idea of, of meditation during this stressful time. What would you say is your last one? My last one, it, it comes back to, you know, this, us, you and I, and that is touch. I mean, really... I, I want to, it's, it's being connected to you. You know, my, my, one of my love languages is touch. And I, and I really feel that, you know, kissing, hugging, holding, touching, you know, it just, it's so important to me and for relieving stress, for feeling comforted, comforted, for feeling connected. It, it is so important for me to, to have that from you, um, with you is that, that touch. I've learned that about you and learned the importance of that to you and work really hard to help meet that need that you have for that um, sense of touch and connection. And it's, you know, relaxing for me too, but I know for you, it's, it's vital. It's a vital component. So if you are stuck like us and you're not feeling connected with your spouse, and this is a really good time to work on some of those, some strategies to help you feel connected to build those bonds um, I think that times like this can bring out really show us what is what's real in our relationships right like you can't go and hide from it mm-hmm. right you're going to be faced with what it wherever you're at so if you're finding that you know connection really isn't present then this is a great time to work on that because it is such a great strategy to help you get through and not just in your relationships but like I said finding ways to connect with your family as you're separated from each other you know using facetime or using facebook messenger finding ways to connect with friends i have heard lots of um, women in my circles are doing girls night and they're doing it through the zoom app (laughs) you know so it's like group facetime each other and having their glass of wine and they're still having their girls night they're just doing it separate you know or or talking to neighbors that you haven't talked to in forever it's a really powerful way to help you get through stressful times and what would you say your final one is? My final one I, is my most important one, and that is gratitude. Gratitude is a very important tool for me, one that we practice, I practice a lot, all the time, and I find incredibly impactive on stressful days. And I was really thinking about that. Uh, we, you and I were on a walk a couple days ago, and I don't know when that happened, but somewhere along the way, you and I started... Um, every time we go for a walk, 
oh, well, what would happen is we would come home, we would be on the walk and we would talk about work and we would talk about the kids and we would be like all stressed, right? And by the time we got home, I would be so upset because the walk didn't relax me like I was hoping it would. Instead, I came home stressed. So to balance that, we started talking about on our walks, we started focusing on what we were grateful for. And that's been many years. And Mm -hmm. now whenever you and I are out on a walk, we tend to always ask each other, okay, what are you grateful for? And we did that the other day as we're going through all this stress. And I just realized that it's such a, a powerful tool in helping manage stress and helping you see the silver lining, as you were saying earlier, because there is such beauty there, even in the worst of times that you and I have been through. And we've been through a lot with our families, um, very, very stressful, scary times. Even in those times, there's always been something that I've been able to see that I could be grateful for. And now, in all that we're going through, there's so much to be grateful for. And for me, I'd much rather focus my attention on that than focus on all the negativity. And it's just really helping us get through, just focusing on what we're grateful for. You know, I will say when it comes to gratitude, um, I think it it's it's easy to talk about and it's even easier to forget. You do such a great job at at reminding me about what I'm grateful for. And outside of this time period, not just talking about now, but you you are such a great, you know, I mean, there's there's things that we really do that we admire about the other. And that is one of the things that forever I've always admired about you because I know when I'm, when I am struggling, when you're going, I know you're going to put me to task and say, Hey, what are you grateful for? And it's such an easy thing to say. And an easy thing. I know I have to be grateful. I know I need to be focused on gratitude. And yet I'm all stuck in my own head and and thinking about all the the negative stuff and like literally it's that shift that one the first thing because now I'm not thinking about all the stuff stuck in my head and not not all the things that are holding me down now I'm like I'm forced to really think about the things that are the greatest in my life and why I'm so lucky you my kids my everything you know I can just go on with my list but it, it you do such a great job at reminding me of it all the time yeah usually we we work up such you know such things in our heads as you were saying and you often get stressed at work and that's just been a strategy that's worked really well when you are starting to kind of spiral and your day's going out of control that's been a way to help bring you back to the present and realize put some things in perspective you know it's really not as bad as as you're playing it in your head at least in normal situations and um yeah it's been a really powerful tool and one thing I've learned from a friend recently who has her master's in psychology. She's telling me that you can't be in a state of gratitude and a state of anxiety at the same moment. You just aren't able to do it. And it's such a powerful way to shut down that anxiety, bring you back to the present moment and help you push through things in a much more positive way. Hmm. I like that. You can't be in a state of gratitude. And in a state of anxiety at the same time. It makes sense. Because, I mean, literally, when I start thinking about what I'm grateful for, I feel like those shackles start to come off, you know, one by one as I as I start saying that. So it makes perfect sense. So focus on your gratitude. So just a quick recap of your top three was? Uh, my first one is movement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important for me to have movement. Second one is 
search for the silver lining. Mm -hmm. And the third one is to stay connected, um, to, to stay in touch, basically stay Mm -hmm. connected. And mine are keeping a sense of routine while you're at home, practicing some meditation strategies. And if you don't do anything other than this one thing, more than anything right now, focus on your gratitude. That's going to help us all get through. Well, I got to say, I'm extremely grateful for all of you guys listening, especially if you've gone to this point in the podcast. Um, We really, really appreciate you listening and we truly hope you find value in this. So as I said earlier, if you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to this, share it with your friends, let people know that we're really just trying to do exactly what we're saying. We're, you know, exposed and opening up a relationship and and really kind of letting you in and, and being vulnerable. So that'll do it for today. I'm grateful for you, Joel. We're going to get through this all together, right? I am so grateful for you, baby. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Married and Naked podcast today. Like Joel said, if you could just subscribe, support us in all of our socials. If you have a question for us, we would love to hear from you. Head to the Married and Naked website. Click the Ask Married and Naked Anything question, and you can ask us an anonymous question that we will tackle here on the Married and Naked podcast. And in the meantime, take care of each other, love each other, stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time. Mm